Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, world. Welcome once again to Tuesday Talk with T. West Lou. I am your host, Louis Patron. I had a hell of a program scheduled for tonight, which I still do, and it was it's hard to organize uh, with Trump involved and everything. There are other things happening in the world that are, do not require or involve Trump, and I'd like to get those in. So I split my show tonight into three sections. The first section, non-Trump issues. Second section would be involved with Trump and the immigrant children. And the final section would be tariffs. And I haven't moved my ass to get through all these tonight, I suspected. Well, then something came up uh, early this afternoon. So I do have to start with the Trump issue. And it was one I had not contemplated talking about tonight. So here I go. I'm talking about the Supreme Court decision rendered today in the case of Trump versus Hawaii. Remember when Trump took office, we're going to keep the Muslims out of the United States. And he had a list of several countries that He would bar, the United States would prevent people from coming to this country from those countries. And these were primarily Muslim countries, primarily dominated by people of the Muslim religion, the Islamic religion. And he lost all the way to the Supreme Court, but the Supreme Court said in a five to four decision, said it's okay, he can do what he wants. The issue is not a religious one. The issue has to do with the power of the president, and the power of the president, the court said, under legislation passed by Congress back in the days of Roosevelt at the beginning of World War II, is that if a president deems that there is a security interest involved, he can declare that we're not going to let these people into this country. Very simple. And if you go back to World War II, we had uh, the Japanese some Germans, some Italians. Uh, they were put in camps, internment camps, and so forth. No, no further persons were permitted to immigrate to this country for the several years of the war and for a while after. Well, they said in cases where the security of the United States involved, the president has absolute power, absolute power to determine the issue. The court has no right to look over his shoulder and say he did right or wrong. The court does not have power in this situation, okay? The president is insulated from judicial review. One of the few rare instances in our country where such happens, where the president is not subject to court review. And so what he did is okay, and we're going to stop taking Muslims into this country. Now, I want to go a step further, though, and there's a danger involved in this, and this is what concerns me. What is the excuse he's using with regard to the immigrants right now in South Texas and in California? What is he talking about in that south border? They're coming from Honduras. They're coming from Guatemala. And they are a security interest to the safety of this country. After all, they're they're rapists. They're thieves. Uh, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, They're trafficking women that they're bringing in. They're trafficking young girls. And he has said consistently, he's got to keep these people out, these people coming from Guatemala and Honduras, for security reasons. And watch out, within the next month, he's maybe sooner, he's going to resolve this immigration problem, at least with the people now from Guatemala and Honduras, by saying, I have been telling you, they are a security interest. They are a danger to us, 
And the Supreme Court said I have the right, I have the absolute right, if I deem them a security interest, it's not subject to judicial review. And for on those grounds, they have to get the hell out of here. They can't stay. And he said, the cases will be not, not be subject to any judicial review because the judgment is solely mine. The individual cases of each person will not be subject to judicial review. No due process. The judgment is mine. Thank you for Supreme Court. You know, this 5 to 4 Republican court we've had for so many years now has done a lot of harm to this country. Uh, and that's not because the, I don't like the cases it was decided, and I don't agree with the cases it was decided, but they have. That's an issue for another day. Now, leaving that, Sarah Huckabee, she went to dinner, you know all about it, in Lexington, Virginia, in a restaurant. It was called, I don't know what, the Hen something or other. And the Hen, no, the Red Hen Restaurant. And the owner, uh, she was served. They were served. Uh, but at some point, the owner found out and came. She was home, came to the restaurant and said, may I speak with you in private? And Sarah Huckabee Sanders uh, went with her to a private place in the restaurant. And the woman said, I don't agree with your positions. I don't want you to eat in my restaurant. Uh, you are comped for all you've been served. You don't have to pay, but I'm asking you to leave. We, no, we don't want you here, and we don't wish to serve you any further. And i got to say this. As the story goes, Sarah Huckabee Sanders says, okay, no problem, and her party left. Well, the next day, Sarah, her father, uh, the president, and any Republican in this country of any consequence said, oh, how this is terrible. You shouldn't be doing this to this woman. You don't treat people like this. You know, here we have a Republican president who condemns and demeans everybody and anything of value in this world, from John McCain to the Pope, okay, to judges. And nobody gets upset with them. Not as much as the Republicans don't get upset with them. And now they're upset with this restaurant owner. And, and I don't understand this. I mean, it was just, what, two weeks ago the Supreme Court of the United States said that a baker who owned a bakery store did not have to make a cake for two gay men who were going to get married, and they wanted him to make a special cake. And the court said, well, it was a special cake. He says, on religious grounds, he didn't want to do it. It was okay. It's wrong what's happening here that this woman is getting blessed that the owner is getting blasphemed here. Uh, and what bothers me even more, and this is the thrust of what I want to say about this issue, is Morning Joe, Monday morning, okay, uh, or the next morning, he and Mika come on, and uh, they don't think this woman did write the restaurant owner. They said, no, we shouldn't be treating the Republicans like that. Remember what Michelle Obama said, when they go low, you go high. Well, that's a good way of looking at things, but it doesn't apply. It doesn't fit in every instance. Uh, and we have to learn something. I have watched Democrats since I started practicing law in 1960. And whether it was on the local front, the state front, or national, it was always the same. When the Republicans are in a fight, it is a war. They go after you. They go at your heart. They want to slit your throat, your juggler vein with a knife. No holds barred. They're out to win. But when the Democrats want to win, they don't talk. They don't fight this way. Uh, they're measly mouth. Mealy mouth, is that the term? Uh, they just don't fight as Republicans do. And I'm going to tell you something, my friends. We are in a war right now. 
for the survival of this nation as we knew it and hopefully still know it. Uh, democracy is at stake. Our president is terrible, all right? We all know it. Some Republicans are willing to put up with them because they're getting certain benefits, like the evangelicals got their that fifth seat on the Supreme Court, a Republican. But you can't handle it that way. Mika and Morning Joe and Joe are anti-Trump. They've learned. They know what a despicable man he is. They talk negative, negative about him every day. But that's not enough. When you got an issue that is a war with the other side, the Republican side, they, it's a no-holds-bar war, it's down and dirty, and you fight them in the gutter the way they're fighting you. This is not an instance for when they go low, you go high. There is too much at stake. Remember, my friends, the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor. We got even. We wiped out Nagasaki and Hiroshima. Okay, moving on. I want to talk about child sex trafficking. You're going to be shocked. Child sex trafficking. Attorney General Sessions, he's always on TV. He's always making statements about immigration. When his office does do something good, we don't hear about it because he's probably not aware it was going on. There was a three, under the Department of Justice recently, there was a three-month operation, and Justice Department was in charge, and it involved not just the FBI and other federal agencies involved, state agencies, local police force, and so forth. And in that three-month period, 2,300 child sex offenders were arrested, 2,300 of them. It was called Operation Broken Heart, okay? Uh, and this task force, you know, the Fed, the states, the local cops and everything, totaled 4,500 police officers involved, and they did a hell of a job. You haven't heard about it. I'm telling you about it. Well, I want to go a step further, though, on child sex trafficking, because something I'm sure you're not aware of. We know there is sex trafficking going on all over the world. Young girls being stolen, being taken, moved to other countries, and made to sell their bodies for the benefit of someone else, for, for whoever becomes their pimp, their owner, etc. And I want to tell you this. You know who the number two country in the world is for sex trafficking? The, the number two nation that has the worst tra uh, record for sex trafficking, number two, is the United States. Did you know that? Would you believe it? We have the second largest number of sex trafficking cases in the world. We should be doing, we're, we did something about it for three months. Our, our people like Sessions should be aware of what's going on. It was his department, but he would have taken credit had he known. Uh, we've got to do something about that, about sex trafficking. The money that's being wasted on this immigration issue is disgusting. It's, it, it's not required. And all that money given to some other activities, such as working more on sex trafficking, would reduce us from number two maybe to number 10 or 15. We should be ashamed. I want to talk now about sand. Sand. I wrote an article for Conk Life, it hits the stands this Wednesday. It'll be on eBlast Friday. And the article is, the world's running out of sand. Now you say, what's the big deal we're running out of sand? How can we run out of sand, especially with all the deserts? Here's the story. Sand today has become gold. There's not, we use sand for construction. We use sand to replace shorelines where storms, hurricanes have wiped the sand out. 
and it's taking a lot of sand. Now, let me tell you for construction purposes so you can put this in perspective. From 2011 to 2013, those three years, China used more sand for construction than the United States did in the entire 20th century. Yes, for real. So we've got people moving to cities, not just in China. We've got more buildings going up, and we need a certain type of sand for that. It has to be a certain granular uh, formation. The desert sand is no good for construction. It's too fine. So we got all that desert sand sitting out there we can't use. It's too fine. And we've had more storms than normal, and we're replacing beaches all over the place. That takes a lot of sand and a lot of money. In India alone, there is a black market. It's run by the, and I quote, the sand mafia. They're making, excuse me, a shitload of money controlling where you get the sand from and selling it to whoever needs it. By the way, the sand that we use for construction, the sand that we use to replenish the sand supply on our beaches, comes from riverbeds, not from the ocean comes from riverbeds. There's more about this, but we're in trouble. We're running out of sand. And if you don't have sand, you can't construct buildings. And the only alternative right now is to build buildings with wood. Don't laugh. That is one of the possible solutions I I write about. But there are more. Read the article. Now, why? Why are the Republicans such a pain in the ass? they're, they're, They're bigots. Most of these guys that are Republicans are bigots. Trump is a bigot. Uh, Sessions is a bigot. Uh, They're racist, these people, okay? They don't like blacks. If if Trump liked blacks, Puerto Rico wouldn't be in the shape it is today. And they wouldn't. The whites in every state, they're always fighting uh, to get blacks and Latinos and non-whites. Let me describe it that way. Non-whites off the voting rolls. And... uh, They're being successful. But why? Because the white man wants to control. He wants to control the world or the society in this country forever. It was said that in 100 years, okay, there would be more non-whites than whites. Well, that's changed, and the Republicans are aware. The statistics now, based on a couple of recent studies, are that by the year 2045, We're talking 25 years from now. By the year 2045, there will be more non-whites than whites. The non-whites will control this country. And that's what they're all fighting about. They're afraid of the black man taking over. Very simple. Just like the whites in South Africa were afraid when the blacks were going to take over. Something to keep in mind. Uh, I want to talk to you about hotel rates. Key West. Very quickly here, and this is like what a difference 100 years make. If I'm talking a little fast, i got a lot I really want to cover tonight. Uh, 100 years ago, a new hotel opened in Key West and Eaton and Elizabeth Streets. It was called the Panama Hotel. Panama Hotel is not there anymore. Uh, And they had something new. They had running water in every room. Big deal back then, 100 years ago. And you know what the rates were? They had three different rates, depending on the size of the room. $1 a night, 
$1.50 and $2 a night. Would you believe? We got hotel rooms going seven, eight hundred, a thousand dollars a night down here. Right now it's off season, four hundred dollars a night. Uh amazing what a hundred years will do. Okay, now we're moving on to uh the children, the children, the children, uh the children, the children, the children, the immigrant children. I want to start with this. I, I, I read and I write on my blog several times. There's another blog called the Justice Building Blog. comes out of Miami, which I think is quite good. And there were, uh, there were a couple of articles involving uh, immigration in there. And one of them had to do, the president said, what, in the last few days, no more judges. They're in here illegally. We throw them out. You don't give them due process, even though the Constitution says they're entitled to it. You don't bring them before a judge. Why waste the money on judges? Give me the money to build my wall. And this blog said, okay, uh, that if we arrest these people and we don't give them due process, a judge, that means we're no longer a nation of laws. We are a nation of men. We must be a nation of laws. We always have been. If we become a nation of men, we are going to be at each other's throats. Now, they call this, if something bad like this happens, occupied America, occupied America. And what it means, what occupied America means, and I quote, we are occupied by a narcissistic man of limited intelligence and his followers who are equally self-obsessed, lacking in self-esteem, and poorly educated. And the power we fight is nothing less than evil ignorance seeking to end our democracy. The, they also said in, a, in another, on another day, in another blog, uh, and I quote, where we don't yet, I'm sorry, yeah, where we don't yet burn books. Who burned books? Think again. Where we don't yet burn books, but we do rip infants from the arms of their mothers. Terrible, isn't it? Terrible. They got it. They're aware. Uh, moving on with the children here some more. Uh, you know, they tell us. They know where all the kids are, Okay. They know where all the kids are, and it's going to be easy to bring the children and the parents back together. I think it's bullshit. I don't think they know this thing was put together so fast in a few days. They can't keep track of all these people. Uh, and it isn't 2,300. It's more than that because they were splitting them up about starting back in, uh, I think it was March. So it's really numbers around 6,000 or 11,000, I'm sorry, 11,000 that we don't know where they are right now, but the government says we know everyone where everyone is. Time will tell us. What I want to know, where are the pictures of the babies? Why hasn't anyone seen babies yet? Has something happened to some babies, to any baby, that would make the president and his administration look terrible? Where are these kids? Again, why don't we know what's going on with the babies? And this includes most of the toddlers also. Uh, and the other thing is, we're only starting now to let a senator or two in and a, and a congressman. Let them go. Let them go in and see. Let the media go in and see. If you're doing everything right and you have nothing to hide, why the hell not? 
which now brings me to, I want to tell you, you take a child from the mother, there are repercussions. We hear it's traumatic. I'm going to give you the story where it was really traumatic. This was Sunday in the New York Times. On Sunday, the New York Times began an opinion section. It's a new section, and it will be there every Sunday. And one of the opinions was by a Victoria Smolkin, S-M-O-L-K-I-N. 30 years ago, her mother, her father, her and her siblings, her brothers, sisters, had to escape communist Russia. It wasn't easy. She was eight years old at the time. It was frightful. If you have the opportunity to go back and search it out on the Internet to read the article, frightful. At one point, they, they, when they reached the border and they were about to go over the border, uh, the Russian soldiers stopped them and they went through their luggage and they found the mother had a brooch. It wasn't worth any money. It was a family heirloom, though. And they said, this is jewelry. And they took her into custody. And they took the mother into custody immediately in front of her husband and her children, including Victoria, and marched mommy off. And they never knew if they were going to see her again. Two days later, she was brought back. Let me tell you what happened, though, to Victoria as a result of the two days without her mother and the time it took and the aggravation and the negative things to get out of communist Russia. Her health, hair fell out partially on the right side of her head. Her hair fell out. This is an eight-year-old girl. And she wet the bed for two years. That's one of the stories. That's what's going to happen to a lot of these kids. All right. Melania. She's an attractive woman. I think she's been a good uh, first, uh, the first wife, first lady of the land. Uh, Hard to do, I think, if you're married to a person such as Donald Trump, but be that as it may, she married him. Everyone says, oh, it was great. She went. She went to South Texas, and she went to one of these places where the kids were. I thought it was a lousy trip. It was a poor trip. It was a waste of time. And why? She went to a place that's been up and operating for a couple of years. I mean, it looked terrific on TV. It looked like a school. The rooms were nice. Everything was nice. And the kids, by the way, were 12 to 18 years old. That's the only place she went. Why didn't she go? She could have insisted. She's the president's wife. Her husband could have set it up. Why didn't she go where the babies were? Why didn't she go where the toddlers were? Where no one goes and can look. They're hiding the babies. They're hiding the toddlers. That's where she should have gone. And so I say this was a waste of time, her trip. Uh, And I question why she did it this way, because she's an intelligent woman, I think, and a concerned woman. Now, I'm concerned. We have a demonstrate we have demonstrations all over the United States this Saturday. On June thirtieth. Americans are going to demonstrate because of the immigration situation, primarily because of the way the children are being handled. This thing about the kids being stripped from the mother's breast, some taken while the mother was breastfeeding. I heard this on TV today. Hard to believe this stuff. The babies are three and four months old, some of them. Mothers, one, two, three, four years old. And they're taken from their parents. Don't know if they're ever going to see them again. They've been away from them now for three or four weeks. Uh, Emotions are running high in this country. Even some Republicans who support Trump are saying this is a bad situation. I'm concerned with these demonstrations because I've never seen this country so excited. 
so incensed about something as they are with these these, uh, immigrant children. The last time I think this country was in such a furor, everybody hating everybody, the two sides, was back before the Civil War, you know, whether you're going to be a uh, a slave state or a free state. We haven't had that kind of shit since, excuse the way I put it. And this is even worse, and I'm going to tell you something. Guns were fired back before the Civil War or whether we're going to have statehood or not. I'm worried about the seeds of of rebellion are here. The seeds of rebellion are here. I've written about it this past week in a blog. The seeds of rebellion rebellion are here. And who knows what's going to happen. One of these demonstrations is going to get out of hand. And then what's going to happen? We're talking about something that's very sensitive when you're talking about the safety and security of children. People are incensed. And I worry where we're going as a nation. Uh, and I don't tell me you shouldn't talk about Hitler. This is Germany in the 1930s, my friends. We're going to hell. Now I'm moving into tariffs. I haven't got that much time left, but let me hit a bunch of tariff issues. Harley Davidson. God bless them. They're going to manufacture their uh, motorcycles uh, in either Europe or Asia because you know how much money they're going to lose because of the tariffs that are being imposed upon certain things they need from China? $100 million a year. $100 million. Oh, no, the tariffs are going to be on their motorcycles. I'm sorry that they're going to be selling over there. They're going to lose, they estimate, $100 million a year. How can they stay here? So they said, we're, pull, we're closing shop and moving out. Uh, we can't afford it. Trump's on their ass. But he's caused the situation. And it's going to help happen in a lot of places. 9,000 jobs are going to be lost in the United States this year because of Harley-Davidson closing down. 9,000 jobs. Now... Where am I here? Let's see. Bear with me. Millennium being boom, boom. Oh, the Dow. The Dow. The Dow went down 300 points yesterday. Uh, you know, <laughs> investors are concerned. Uh, not only is this country screwing up, we're going to be in trouble. We're heading. I wrote about this this past week, too. Next year, it's estimated that our unemployment will be 8.6%. We're, we're under four right now, three-something. Uh, because the tariff situation is going to cause businesses to go out of business or to have to move out of the country. And that within a year and a half, we are going to be in a recession. I'm not an economist. I'm telling you what I read. The Dow was down over 300 points yesterday. Today, it closed at about up 30 points. Things are bad, my friends. Things are very, very bad. And China now is having trouble. We are into a major tariff war with China. It's going to get worse. They're not going to back down from us. They're going to say, up yours, United States. Uh, And they've been getting ready for this for five or six years. Their military has gotten stronger than ours, okay? Uh, They've been building ships, building islands in the sea where no islands existed for airfields. And... Right now, they're into a bear market. Their market isn't moving all of a sudden. It's down 20% since January, and it's going to fall further. They'll survive, though, because when they have trouble, they print their own money. Another thing I'm concerned about there, China's our bank. We borrow money from them every day as we need it. We, they are the second biggest creditor of the United States. I think it's one point, what, four or five, six trillion dollars. 
they're cut off the supply of money. Then how are we going to pay our bills elsewhere? <laughs> it's, it's a joke. This guy's nuts the way he's handling this country. Uh, which now brings me to if this thing, this tariff war with China continues, and I, I believe it will, it looks like it's going to. I want to give you just an example. Nine states last year in 2017 did $1 billion each plus, $1, plus, $1 billion plus in business with China last year. Those nine states are not going to do $1 billion in business with China this year, all right? Five of those nine states were Republican states when Trump ran. He won five of those states. And they ain't going to be for him either if they lose businesses. And let me just give you an example. Soybeans. Soybeans are big business. We, China buys more soybeans from us than any other country in the world. Several of our states produce. That's their big production item, soybeans. Where are they going to sell their soybeans? No, China isn't going to buy them. They're going to buy them from Brazil and Argentina. They've already made arrangements seeing what was coming. And that's what's happening there. This is because our president's a smart man and he knows what he's doing. And he's destroying us morally, economically, in every way possible. That is my show for this week. I hope you enjoyed it. The show's archived. I know most of you listen to it in the archived version. I'm glad you listen to it, period. My numbers get bigger every week. i got to tell you, I get the numbers. I love this, and I thank you for listening. Burma and Me is still for sale. Please buy my book, Amazon.com, $14.95. Thank you again for joining me. I look forward to being with you again next week. <laughs>